My name is Matthew Becker. As the owner of a fitness facility and an attorney, I have a lot of things that I need to get done in a day. I've spent the last few years developing strategies that allow me to constantly move forward while also living the best life that I can live. On this podcast, I share those strategies with you along with other thoughts and ideas that allow you to live your best life through the concept of the aggregation of marginal gains. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Stronger Revolution. It is July 13th, and I am here late night at the gym with our Athlete of the Month for July of 2022, British Iyer. I said it correctly? Exactly right. Thank you for having me on here. Oh, sure. (laughs) Welcome. Uh, It is about a quarter to seven at night, so I appreciate you coming back. You were here at 5.15 this morning, coached by Jen. Then you met with Richard right at, at 6.15 for Coach's Corner, and now you're back here at quarter to seven at night. Rounding out the day so, right, right nicely. <laughs> Talking again. So I appreciate it. You know, I, I've, I've kind of laughed in the other episodes with our, our other Athletes of the Month, and I'm going to say this is a post-COVID thing. I don't know. But usually the people I've been interviewing have been available at like 10 a.m. in the morning, 11 a.m. in the morning, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, right? Like those times that you and I were kind of trying to go back and forth when the gym is closed. Right. You're the first one who has a real enough job that you couldn't come <laughs> during regular business hours. So I appreciate you making about 20, 25 minutes here for me tonight. No, I appreciate you meeting at this time. I know it's not the most convenient. That's okay. Where are you coming from? Um, physically coming from, yeah, I'm sure. physically coming from work, okay. uh, which is in Steubenville, Ohio. Oh, you're kidding. Um, I thought I heard you say that the other day and I thought maybe I just heard you wrong. No, no. I cross state lines for work. Every um, day? Uh, three times a week. And then okay. two times a week I go to UPMC Passivant, which is a hospital 20 minutes north of here. Is that the one in Wexford? It's McCandless. McCandless. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All yep. right. Okay. Okay. Um, so Steubenville. Yeah. Steubenville, small town. Um, country people, wonderful, wonderful people. <laughs> I love, I love it there. Really? I do. I won't, I won't make you confess your true feelings. Maybe, maybe, maybe those are your true feelings. No, actually, you know, in, in medicine, people, you know, the kind of country people are very kind of down to earth. Okay. Um, and honestly a little bit less, uh, demanding, <laughs> oh, which makes okay. my job much easier in that, that. sense. Yeah. Um, but, and so, yeah, I, I do really appreciate the population out there plus there there hasn't been the greatest medical care in a lot of kind of rural communities okay and so showing up and doing a decent job means yeah. you're like surpassing the bar substantially you're bringing the which genius. right people are like wowed by that and it's like no that's just normal medicine <laughs> that's just how you should be treated actually is like a human yeah i'm gonna toot my own horn and say that's what i feel like we do here is like oh yeah no this is what actually coaching is supposed to be like as opposed to the other gyms that people go to. So I'm going to toot my own horn and say I relate with you on that one. Totally, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, what kind of doctor are you? So I work as a hematologist and oncologist, which is blood disorders and cancer. Um, wow. 
So okay. if you have something wrong with your blood or you have a cancer, you would eventually come and see me. Any kind of cancer? It used to be just GI cancer, so okay. anything from the mouth to the anus and anything in between. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do you say that during the day? Anything from the mouth to the anus. From sphincter to sphincter. <laughs> Uh, is what I used to do. And now it's more general because in Steubenville, there aren't that specialized kind of resources. Okay. And so I do pretty much any kind of cancer now. Give me an example of like a blood disease. So a common blood disease would be, let's say, anemia, which is okay. you know, red blood cell count is low. Mm -hmm. um, and so you come to me, I would send a million different labs and figure out why you have anemia. Okay. Lack um, of iron? Right? Is the most common cause of anemia. Okay. So anemia is red blood cells. Red blood cells have building blocks. One of those building blocks is iron. And if your iron is low, you can't make red blood cells. Okay. So Very cool. That's a lot of women have low iron because they have menstrual cycles. So they lose their iron. They end up with low red blood cells. Okay. And then they try to come to CrossFit. They try to exercise. They get short of breath. They can't even do any movements. Yeah. They can't Dizzy. even do the warm up. Yeah. So start to crave ice and dirt. Dirt? Dirt. My, yeah, my girlfriend was anemic, and I didn't even recognize that. She was like, I love, I love the idea of eating dirt. And I was like, that's really, <laughs> really? weird. I was like, I think you're just weird. I'm just going to ignore this for a second. <laughs> uh, and then she later found out she's heavily anemic, and she fixed it, and she's like, I don't like dirt anymore. Was she actually eating dirt? She was trying to find dirty, like, vegetables at the grocery store, like yeah. carrots with, like, some dirt on it. Really? She was like, that's, like, the most tasty-looking carrot. And was, aside from your girlfriend, have you found this in other people? Yes. Yeah. People eat dirt. Um, there's like a, there's actually a thing where um, when slaves were brought over to America, there was, there was reports of some of the slaves like eating mud or eating dirt. And they were like, oh, this is some weird cultural thing mm -hmm. or whatever. And now we look back and it's like, no, actually a lot of them were probably just very anemic and we just never. Well, yeah, probably coming over on a boat. They, they were probably... Yeah, or, you know, having yeah, menstrual cycles nothing, that were never yeah. had no medical care, obviously. And right. then they were like, oh, okay, now that was had probably scurvy, just. Right, wasn't that? Wasn't scurvy, that yeah, it's many. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. What got you into that area of medicine? Um, it's, a, it's an emotionally investing field that also rewards okay. kind of emotionally. And scientifically, it's super interesting because we're making breakthroughs daily. Be more specific about the emotional investing, as in, like, you actually get to know your patients. You get to know your patients extremely well. Usually the day they're meeting you is the worst day of their entire life. Okay. Um, and you oftentimes, have to tell them they have cancer. I tell them they have cancer. Oh. I tell them what the treatment is, if there's a treatment, what yeah. their prognosis is, etc. And they come with their families, and usually it's, you know, not the best time, mm -hmm. oftentimes the worst time in their life, mm -hmm. and then kind of getting to know them through that process, guiding them through... Um, and hopefully coming out the other side, you know, having gone through that and then kind of, you know, getting through that PTSD that, you know, it's kind of a whole journey that you really get to know someone on a very deep level. Okay. Um, and so it's, you know, you give a lot emotionally in this field and I think sometimes get a lot as well. Did you hopefully. know that emotional aspect of it before you went into this area? I knew it. I don't think I understood it. Okay. Um, watching it is very different than For I think sure. doing it. Yeah. Um, and so I still sometimes wonder if it was the right decision oh, yeah? <laughs> because it is something that often keeps me up at night or, you know, kind of sticks with me even after I leave work. But oh, yeah. um, it's definitely re rewarding yeah. when it's rewarding. It's very rewarding. Okay.
Okay. Well, very so, yeah. cool. You've been out of medical school how many years? Um, for three plus one plus three plus one, so six, um, eight, eight years. Okay. Why did you do the math that way? Um, because those were the chunks of my training. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that was it. So what, medical school was three years? Medical school was four, four and that okay. was in Ohio. Then I went to Denver for three years for my med, for my residency, then Philly for my fellowship. In between residency and fellowship, I lived in New York for a year where I was working night shifts. Okay. And that's when I was doing some more traveling yeah. where I had the picture with the camel. Yeah, the picture of the, the camel picture that's was online. Camel. Yeah, that Did was. you ride the camel? I don't think I did. I think I felt bad riding the camel because I was like, we're not going that far. We can just walk. Like, it's fine. We can just, we'll just walk together, get to know each other. <laughs> what was the camel's name? Oh, the camel didn't tell me his name. I forgot. Oh. Yeah. I'm sure he appreciated you not riding him, though. Yeah. I, he just gets ridden all day. And... Were you in a group? Um, that was just myself, the camel, and the camel's keeper. Yeah, did the camel's keeper also walk? Was he the one, or she? I guess. Yeah, he was I'm also walking. He, yeah, he was, was also the, walking. Was the one who took the picture? Uh, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> so that that was where? That, that was in Jordan. Jordan, in, okay. Yeah, in a place called Wadi Rum, um, okay. which is where the film The Martian was filmed. Um, um, is that Matt Damon? Matt Damon, yeah. Okay. So he's on Mars. Wadi Rum is very Mars-like because the dirt is red. Yeah. So it's very spacey. Was that the moment where he was the the... the I'm going to call him the plantologist, but I understand there's a, be there's a better term for that. And he's on this ship and he's growing the plants and like exactly. he blows up the, the ship. Exactly, the plants. And, okay. and the, yeah, he okay. uses his poop to like fertilize the plants. Yes. And yes, that. Okay. Yep. Okay, I do remember that movie. I, I saw it, but I don't, that's all I remember about it. So, yeah. oh, I didn't realize that. I mean, I would have no reason to, to know, understand yeah. that that was, that was where it was filmed, but cool. Yeah. Is that why you went? That's not why I went, okay. but I was in that area of the world traveling, okay. and so I went there. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was not that big Wait, of a Matt Damon! He was here! <laughs> yeah, no, I... Okay, so you traveled there. Uh, what other travel did you used to do? So between Jordan and joining the gym, I know there was some other travel, but I just always looked at you as like the well-traveled individual. Where else have you gone? Oh, why, thank you. Um, I have... I traveled more in... The, maybe like three to four years ago but right before coming to the gym i took a trip to alaska okay. which is very near and dear to my heart because it was a backpacking trip it was one of the first longer backpacking trips i did um and then um prior to that traveled you know to various different locales okay okay how long was the backpacking trip in alaska that was 10 10 or, 10 or 12 days of okay. backpacking that was in um, the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, which is an eight-hour drive north of Fairbanks. Okay. Um, and so we walked around, saw bears, wolves. Okay. Cool. Very cool. What was the, like, what's the point of the backpack? Just to see the nature. Yeah, I, I discover mean, the yourself. Just, okay. <laughs> Do you feel like you discovered anything? I won't make you share, yeah. but... Um, you know, I, I don't think there was a point necessarily, but being completely disconnected for 12 days, yeah. um, no phone, no technology, oh, man. um, was very nice and therapeutic. And you I would think. have had to pack everything in. Everything in, everything out. Okay. Um, and yeah, just really feeling free and away from all of civilization, finding wild, you know, fields of wild blueberries and cranberries and eating them off the ground. Ugh. Um, was it was just a magical experience. I like to think I could get into that. I think there would be plenty of people in my life who could say I could never do that because it would require me to disconnect. Yeah. Which always seems to be an issue. 
we're very connected right now, actually. Uh, we are. <laughs> I, I, I joked about that with one of my other people I was interviewing. That like, I don't. I try not to look at things, and yet I'm, I'm surrounded by screens. I've got headset on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I always end up connected somehow. But I'm the same way. I can't even disconnect for like a week for a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> but let alone like 12 days in Alaska. I, but that's a force to disconnect. I that's, think I did on purpose because I was like, that's now my I, argument. I'm looking at my phone and there are no bars. And right. I can't do it. And now my phone's going to die. And now right. I can't do anything. That's my argument. It's like, I could do this because it's forced. If you give me the option, I will do it. Right. I'm going to look. There will be right? an email. There will be yeah. a text. Somebody's going to try to contact me. So I'm going to respond. Right. But if literally I get to a point in the world, you listen, somebody's going to want to test this now that I'm saying this, but if I get to a point in the world where I just can't connect, I have no, I have no Yeah, I no mean, our, bra- our brains have been wired to be connected for years and have developed that way. So it's, you know, it's very hard to like voluntarily disconnect when you know it's all there. Right. Um, so you came back from Alaska and you joined back. CrossFit. Yes. I think that was post, that was like immediately post COVID, right? Like 2020 or were you 2021? That was 2021. That was okay. like July-ish, July-August of 2021. Because if I recall, you came in the beginning of August and then, or beginning of July, maybe mid-July met for our No Sweat intro. Yep. Then at the end said, I'm coming back, but I'm going to Alaska for a month. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I'll talk to you when you get back from Alaska. But you did. You came back from Alaska, you went through the fundamentals and you joined the class. I did. Yeah. Um, biggest accomplishment recently in CrossFit has been muscle-ups or double-unders? Um, muscle-ups. That yeah. was, uh, yeah. I mean, talking to, to Rich, Rich was like, you know, I think you can do a muscle-up. And in the back of my head, I was like, that's absurd. Uh-huh. Like, there's no way I can do a muscle-up. And then actually doing it, I remember getting up there on the bar and being like, I don't know how to, I never expected to be up here. I don't know how to get down. <laughs> and just sitting there for a few seconds being like, what do I do next? Yeah, every <laughs> listener is going to hate you now to be like, oh, I just get up and do a muscle up. But that's like how I, I did it that way too. I was like, I'll just try this. And yeah, I, I after years and years of years of doing pull-ups and you're the same way, you do pull-ups and pull-ups and pull-ups and pull-ups, you can get it. Totally. I mean, I also yeah, climbed a ton yep. for the past, you know, six years. So that's basically just doing pull-ups for... It is. Years. Rock climbing or bouldering? Both. Okay. Both. Do you Um, boulder around here at all? I haven't really bouldered here. I would like to because there's tons of rock climbing around Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, I've gone to Ascend a few times for indoor bouldering, but there's tons of outdoor climbing, which I would like to do. I have not progressed to outdoor climbing yet. Yeah. Indoor climbing I can handle, but... You know, I'm like, I'm like V2, V3 level. Yeah, that's great. May, thank you. Like, <laughs> maybe the occasional V4, but it depends on how, how crimpy it is. Yeah. Uh, but very cool. We should go climbing sometime. Yeah, we absolutely should. Yeah. And like for outdoor stuff, you know, I don't, since I don't climb as much anymore, I've lost a lot of the skills needed. Mm-hmm. So I just get a guide for okay. half a day. You split it with a few people. It doesn't end up being that much. Yeah. Well, I know they have guides that ascend. Maybe yeah. I'll look into that too. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so you started CrossFit, you get into fitness, you make it a part of your life, um, even though you basically run out of here to drive to Steubenville to work all day and then get home. Um, And usually if you're coming back in the evening, you're coming back at like 6.30 at night. So you work a full day, right? Yep, and then oftentimes coming back here. So so why do you, why make time for all, like why try to fit all of this into your life? Um, Well, one, I've realized I feel fantastic when I do this and it allows me to not not just sustain myself throughout the day but like thrive throughout the day Mm -hmm. um 
maintain a good attitude, be present for my patients, um, just overall be a better person, I guess. Um, and so it's not, I mean, the way that I, you know, I think like when I some of my friends or people ask me, you know, why do I work out so much or why do I include fitness into my life so extensively? I think it's not so much something that I like to do, but it's more a necessity for how I want to live. Okay. Yeah, I get that. So the activities you want to do, the health, the, the awareness, the presence that you want in your work, fitness is a necessity for that. It is. Okay. It is. Yeah, got it. What about, how do you think it impacts you as a doctor? Um, I, I think one of the things that I do that I don't think we do very well in medicine is prescribe fitness to our patients and discuss it openly with them. I agree to that. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's much, much easier to either tell a patient, I have a pill or yeah. there's nothing we can do for you. Okay. When in reality, you know, one of the fundamental aspects, in my opinion, of being a human is moving. Yeah. And, you know, discussing that frankly with patients and telling them, you know, you can do it because that's what you do as a person, mm-hmm. um, I think is an important part of being a doctor. And we just don't, we just don't do it, even though there's tons of evidence that it prevents cancer, prevents recurrence of cancer once you have it, improves outcomes once you have cancer improves the effectiveness of chemotherapy. There's so many, there's so much data out there that, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of confirms the obvious, which is that fitness is important. Yeah. Um, and yet we still don't really do a great job. So that's one thing I think I do do with my patients. Have you witnessed it yourself where you, somebody comes in who doesn't work out, doesn't exercise, does nothing, has cancer, complains about feeling like crap or whatever. You prescribe them fitness and they follow your prescription, go out and start moving, come back in and say they feel a lot better. Rarely. Okay. <laughs> Almost never. <laughs> that was what I assumed you were going to say, but I was hoping you were going to have a different answer. Almost never. Probably less frequently than people actually quitting smoking. Oh, okay. Less, fre- less frequently less people frequently. start working out than quitting smoking. Probably oh, less man. frequently, but, um, you know, we keep, we keep trucking on. <laughs> Just keep pushing it. Yeah, just keep pushing every day. Yeah. If even one person starts moving, I think, you know, that'll be worth it. If? If if even one. As in it hasn't happened yet. Um, uh, Has someone started actually moving? No, someone started doing water aerobics. Okay. I had someone who started doing water aerobics. So yeah, it has happened. Okay. Yeah, thank you for that reminder. Yeah, very cool. All right. What's the one thing you want to accomplish in CrossFit in the next three months? Um, I would like to get better at my Olympic lifts. I think, um, I still, you know, kind of muscle things as opposed to necessarily having the best form despite repeated cues from the coaches (laughs) in certain areas. And so that's something I think I would like to continue to work on. Okay. You were working on cleans. I remember that because I think Richard had given you work through coaches corner and I thought, I thought I remember Leslie offering you some feedback as well are you still working on the cleans or what what's your primary focusing right now in your coach's corner homework right now we i just met with rich this morning um you know something else that honestly i think is probably the biggest thing for me is just improving my lower body strength okay um that i think i from years of climbing i just have better upper body strength than lower body strength right i just did bicep curls for like a decade so that's all (laughs) i've ever done So I don't need more biceps, but um, I think, you know, leg strength is something that I've wanted to really work on with, 
with Rich. And so I'm doing a lot of back squats and front squats. Okay. Um, since that seems to be a limiting factor in a lot of my workouts. Yeah. The front squats today, did those catch you? Uh, those more than caught me, yes. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were flying through the muscle. Those kicked me down. But yeah. <laughs> what, what weight did you use? Uh, I did 115. Okay. Yeah. Okay, respectable. Yeah, so you did the steel. Was it just straight steel scaling then? Yep, just okay. straight steel. Which is three bar muscle ups? Three bar muscle ups, which on I, I think I could have done more yeah, maybe, great. but um, uh, the squats were definitely tough. Okay. The squats into burpees. You know, I somebody, I was talking with a climber at Ascend who I was watching the other week who just moves beautifully up the wall. Mm-hmm. And I asked him if he does if he does any coaching, and he said no. And I was like, well, that's a bummer. But he, he gave me a, a, a tip to get better at climbing that once he said it was so obvious for me from the perspective of coaching CrossFit, you might work actually reverse with this, was he said, you know, what you need to do is climb and don't just, once you, once you send like the V2, don't just move on to another one, but go up and down that one trying different uh, flag here, heel hook here, you know, crimp here, um, and just work on that one until you feel like it's perfect and only then move on to something harder. Yep. And I've, I've always had that prescription with people with Olympic lifting is if 95 pounds is challenging right now, don't go up to 115 just because you hit 95. You do 95 over and over and over again until you can do it perfectly every time. And only then do you move up to 115. So I don't know if that helps you at all. I just like with you coming to reverse, coming from a background of climbing and moving into fitness, I'm moving from fitness into climbing. I thought that was a really interesting crossover. Yeah, that is that is a great piece of advice. I guess um, one I mean, one of the things that I appreciate about in the IA is that we I don't feel as strong of an, I have an, I think a decently strong ego urge to push more than I need to. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> um, and I feel like a lot of the coaches are very supportive in, and sort of insistent in sort of scaling to my abilities as yeah. opposed to scaling to my ego. Right, Which right. is often beyond my abilities. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's what I, that's what we try to do is, is, is keep people trained to the level or training to the level that they should be doing to be doing things effectively and with intensity and safety. So thank you for that bit of feedback. Yeah. That's important. Okay. Um, so uh, I said three months, you're saying leg strength, lower body strength. Yeah, lower body strength, lower okay. body strength. Okay. I think I would like to get strong. It's a process, but yes, I think that's the thing I would like to continue to work on. Okay. Well, very cool. Yeah. Well, British, thanks for coming in and sitting down with me. Uh, we'll have your workout coming up at the end of the month, which you and I need to talk about. Oh, wait, you put it in the email to me. It's yes. done, right? Um, unless you have some feedback. I don't think so. I think I looked at it briefly and thought, yeah, okay. I think there's rowing involved, though. There is rowing. Okay. There is definitely rowing. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just warn everybody, there's rowing going on. Uh, but that'll be the last Wednesday of the month, so make sure you don't miss it. Yes. Uh, make sure everybody else doesn't miss it. And yeah, thanks for being our Athlete of the Month and such a good liaison of, of fitness and CrossFit and in the health community, pushing human movement and exercise as a prescription for health. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Really Thank you it. for having me at this gym and the wonderful coaching here. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, let's get out of here and get into some air conditioning. Cool? Let's do it. All right, buddy. Have a good night. Thanks. All right, everybody. We'll be back. In another month with our Athlete of the Month for August 2022. In the meantime, stay tuned, keep listening, and hey, go out and start moving a little bit. Have a good one.